Wait. Plug yourself. Wait, Kai. Plug yourself. I said, plug yourself. He said, you just said you got a booming SoundCloud. This is a blogger. Oh, dude, you can find me on fucking Stan Victoria SoundCloud. Instagram Sanchez coming at you from the Liston CCRI campus in Providence with my new favorite band and newest bestest pals in the world, Solar Witch. Pow! Hello. Bang. Bang. So, um, you know, typically on most podcasts they have people, you know, interview each other and stuff like that and I'm just not a good interviewer so what I have set up for you guys is just a couple of questions. You know, we're going to talk about them. We're just going to talk about band history, yourself personally, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I can interview the rest of the band. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> if you want. I, you know what? I don't feel like hosting. <laughs> hey, uh, Colin, why'd you fuck my girlfriend? <laughs> oh, Listen, fuck. man, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. This oh, wait, no, I was there. I was watching. Nice you, you put it up there. I was, oh, this is the intervention podcast. This just became the Million Tea Leaves podcast, because we're spilling, bitch. <laughs> All right, so I want to start off with the first thing is where do you guys come from as individuals? And go away. Take it away. One of you, jump off. Kick that oh, off. Man, one them. day I was born. And, uh, He's still being born. Yeah, you know, in, in a sense. But, uh, yeah, I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. It's a, like, weird city. And um, make music. Been making music for, like, a while. And... Uh, you know, I've been playing music with uh, these guys. What was your first instrument, if you don't mind me asking? My first instrument was guitar, and I uh, sucked at it at first, and I broke my first guitar, and I bought another guitar, and I got good at that one, and so that's like bass, drums, and made more music, and I can make, make beats now. Wow, well. just a little louder. Oh, okay, and I can make beats now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. yeah. Yeah. What's you, Colin? Where did I meet? Where, where were you born? Uh, I was born in New Bedford, Mass. Um, I'm from Fairhaven. Uh, been doing the music thing about 10 years now. I started playing guitar my freshman year of high school. Um, yeah, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, met this guy, you know, when we were kids, and we kind of came into it together. Started playing around the same time, and we did battle the bands in high school. Been in bands together Wait, ever since. since like the side effects, right? Uh, yes, yeah. the side effects. That was our first band. Um, our first complete band. We were in a bunch of different configurations. But yeah, we played uh, after prom and we played battle of the bands. And we were just a garage punk band. And yeah, just, just a couple of cool 16-year-olds just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did the same thing, so I know oh, yeah. I know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Like, you look back on it like it's kind of cringy, but like... You had fun. You had fun when you were doing it. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was good yeah. learning was experience. Yeah. Plus, like, my parents were cool enough to let us play in the basement. Yeah. That was that was where uh, yeah, when I was, was very spent many hours. When I was doing the high school there. band thing, like, 
like I look back on it like I was just kind of like an asshole like I just wanted everyone to know I was in a band and I was a musician I was trying to get laid yeah I was a 17 year old right but I look back on it and I did have a lot of fun doing it so even though I hated why I was doing it I still, I still love it. I don't want to go back because <laughs> be, being 17 is awful. Right. Anyway, uh, move, continue, continuing to move around the horn. Yeah. Uh, I'm from the same place as this guy, same hometown. Two streets away from me. Yeah. yeah. Been homies for years. Mm -hmm. Been playing with these boys for fucking almost three years now. We reached a two-year mark. Yeah. I don't even know what my first instrument was I started playing. I think it was a trombone. Sucked that shit. Tried guitar. My, my hands are too fat for him, so bass was for me. And doing the low end for years now. Yeah, I have a, another friend who did something like that. They tried playing trumpet and they were bad at it. And I think that's like. Yeah, it was like in elementary school. We were all like chosen to do like different instruments and like trumpet. And, you were you yeah. like you were chosen by an adult or like did like no like everyone. Was oh like, okay. Yeah, that where we went like to elementary school, everyone like had music to pick. Class. So I guess technically my first instrument would have been a flute, but I played it for like three months and then I hated it, and so I just was like, all right. <laughs> Likewise just, with yeah. trumpet, except I'm like I'm a little partial. I think that there's a great amount of underrepresentation in um, elementary school chorus music that should be blowing up way more than it currently is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because I know sometimes, like, parents or whatever, or, or teachers will suggest an instrument to a kid because they have to, and they'll just be turned off of playing music because they sucked at an instrument that they just, that's too complicated for them or something. Right. Like, oh, I couldn't play saxophone in kindergarten. I was just going to embarrass myself. How many buttons and keys yeah. are on that thing? <laughs> I also think it's a, 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 like, a relatability thing. Like, I don't know many kids that, like, 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 I enjoy jazz, but it didn't, it didn't hit me until I was like, you know, in my early 20s, it, like the enjoyment of it. And when I was in high school, I got a bunch of offers to join the jazz band as the guitarist, but like, I didn't want to play jazz, you know what I mean? And I, I'm personally not a very theory oriented musician and like, I didn't want to learn that. And like, I feel like if, if they made it more like relaxed and they included like guitar and bass and drums and piano more, and they made like, you know, they, they expanded it then more kids would be apt to to do that you know yeah, it's to all be about a part of what you want to create to be a part of something like that that's why i'm fortunate like i had the outlet i did when we were kids like we were able to practice at his house and yeah. our buddy uh chris is a great drummer and our, our buddy ryan is a really good guitarist and so it was the four of us you know and we, we were lucky that we were able to kind of uh get through everything together you know and kind of form our own identity you know outside of uh find our own flavors for ourselves yeah yeah you know on our own that is important. I, um, when I was in the punk band, I, I think maybe I was trying to force other musicians down a certain path, even though I was interested in a lot of things and I wanted to keep it varied. I think maybe in a way <coughs> I was, uh, I, I was, what, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't allowing people to kind of like creatively explore. Yeah, like putting up walls around them. Like yes. Rigid, the path right. that you have to go. Because I, I did always say like, okay, I listen to a lot of different types of music, and I think it's important that people listen to a lot of different types of music, but I kept saying, we play punk rock, we play rock and roll, and I think that creates a, a disconnect yeah, uh, like in the human You shouldn't brain. limit yourself. Yeah. That, There's like, a difference between like, listening to a whole bunch of types of music and then making um, a dynamic sound with those influences. Which is what I felt like I was trying to do, but I just don't think anyone was interested in being there with me, which is fine enough. You know, fair enough. Uh, that song that I sent you guys, I recorded most of the tracks on that by myself. Yeah. 
I think oh, sweet. the bass was recorded by the bass player. Mm. That's it. That's great. It generally is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that actually brought me to another thing. You guys said that you've been homies for a long time. Yeah. When and how did you guys like meet? Um, individually as a band how we did that we were uh, separated at birth yeah <laughs> we ate the third looks uh, like tr yeah. uh, a triplet um, the umbilical is still attached though, yeah it's, it's terrible uh, actually it's, blood, uh, so, about the placenta yeah <laughs> I did that right after and that was what strung our yeah. innate connection mad health benefits so, so no I, I just do it for the I man I give my stem cells every month not for anything nutritional <laughs> so uh I mean, we've known each other since we were like kids. I guess so. And we've been in bands. Uh, but I met Lewis our freshman year of college. He was my next door neighbor. Uh, we went to Bridgewater State together in Mass. And uh, we, we met that way. We met After uh, weeks of over our mutual love of pool and motorhead. Pool, motorhead, and marijuana. Yeah, all of the above. Um, and then we were in a, like a covers band in college for a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I introduced these two. And, we were hanging out for years, but uh, glued to the hip everything since. sort of fell into place uh, <coughs> in the summer of 2017 when Lewis moved to Boston, and I wasn't in a band, and neither was Matt, and Lou's band had kind of disbanded. Uh, so they're all free agents. Just yeah. So we figured we'd hang out. There was this cool uh, practice space near where Lewis lived, so Matt and I, I would... up in Somerville. Oh, yeah, yeah I get up to Somerville. <coughs> yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, and they everything just kind of took off from there. Wait, the 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 spot, rest in peace. That was the rehearsal spot. Oh, so the the spot is jam spot, but it's since jam closed. Yeah, they, they, okay, they, so yeah, they just closed this year. Yeah, yeah I was just making sure because I did I did research you guys a little bit, like looking back through the band's Instagram yeah, yeah. and stuff. And your first gig was at O'Brien's. Yeah, yeah in O'Brien's, uh, Alston. Uh, tell me about that because I actually have a, I do have a particular love for Alston. So. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, my buddy Eric is in this band, Bitterwind. They're really cool, like, prog metal band. We've played a bunch of shows with them. Yeah, they've uh, always been very inviting. That's, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 yeah, awesome totally. Yeah, they're great. Just, like, they're other great. bands that help out and look for people that are up and coming. They always, yeah. like, hey, yeah, come play with us. And it's yeah. been awesome to give us a platform to play on. Yeah, we've opened for them a bunch. But, yeah, they offered, and we said sure. And I think we had, like, maybe three originals and, like, three covers or something like that. And... Yeah, we did our thing for like a half hour, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing like the exact same thing ever since. Yeah, it's less covers like, now. Yeah, you know, more, a lot more originals. How did you come to start? How did you the summer '88? We started, you know, Spaka. How did you guys like? How did that happen? How did that? Uh, so we're friends because that's uh, that's how I met you guys that yeah. on the lawn. Mm -hmm. And anybody who does anything, like who plays a show for Spaka, like has like, there has to be like an in, or I guess. Shout so, out Spaka Summer. <laughs> yeah. Always doing the work. Uh, so we're friends with the band Bad Practice. Um, they're both uh, Tom and, I think they're all from New Bedford. I, know, I knew Tom for years ago, but. Shout uh, out Bad Practice, Karath, what's up? Yeah, they, uh, they recommended that we hit up uh, Summer 88, and they said that he was organizing shows and trying to get uh, more bands involved because he's traditionally like a hip hop promoter. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever played along? Have you guys ever heard of or played alongside Bocek? No, I don't believe so. No. Sorry, just quick uh, question sorry. for myself. That's all no, yeah. Um, but, so yeah, we emailed him, tried to get something set up, and he said sure, and we played uh, a show he organized at the Met in Pawtucket um, in like late June of this year, and then we did a show with him at dusk uh, in July, and then the, on the lawn. Yeah. 
So that's typically that's typically like a, a hip hop, you know, sort of crowd. They're not used to seeing people with like loud instruments and like distortion and <clears throat> decibels and stuff like that. So like, how did they? How did you feel like you were received by those crowds? Yeah, they were loving it. Yeah. When, the, when we were at the uh, at the Met, when we were during the first uh, warm up, my bass amp blew up the PA for them. <laughs> so that was pretty. So that people got people like interested. We love going to like. Being like the yeah, we like being the black ele- sheep, the elephant in the room. Black yeah, sheep, like yeah. the black sheep of the crowd. Come there with that energy, like just this is what the fuck we do, because people aren't normally it. expecting that. But, but people were, like cheering us on, getting called in, high fives, buying us yeah, drinks after the show, us, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, we've done a bunch of stuff like that. We've done a bunch where it's like a bunch of metal bands and then us, and uh, the reception usually goes over really well. But we just like being like. The, like the variation and like spicing it up, you know. I've, when I was playing back in the band, I opened up for a metal band one time. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, band that'll remain unnamed because they're defunct now. <laughs> but uh, I was playing at Tavern on the Hill in wherever that is, like West Warwick or something like. I can't remember. It's down near where yeah. I live, but still like twenty or thirty minutes out <laughs> from where I live. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah, like on the very like western edge of Rhode Island. Right, but the um. Teat. Yeah, I remember like they kind of had like this prog metal sound that was kind of like slow and like deliberate, but kind of meanders a lot. Right. So we went up, we played, we played our shit, which is just straight to the point, a lot of three, four chord stuff, and they were loving us. And then when the next band went up, even though the lead singer was a friend of mine, I just fell asleep. Like that's <laughs> that's how I felt. Sorry, that has that has nothing to do with anything. You just reminded me of that. I stayed there and supported them the yeah, whole yeah, time yeah. because that's what you're supposed to do. But that was one of the few times when I was like, "Oh God, fuck! What did I just do?" <laughs> well, that's the the you know you're you're in a risk anytime you're the you're not in the the mold of every other like mm. act there. You know, it's a gamble whether or not people are going to be into it. And fortunately, like for us, every time it's kind of just been positive. You know, and we're not there to impress anybody. We're just there to make yeah. some sexy rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, just have fun. And I think and people like are drawn to that. People like if you're genuine and people people enjoy that. And I do, I do want to say that even though I am talking shit about them, they took a big, they took a big chance. It shows a lot of faith that they let us open up for them. So I do, if you know who you are, if you see this, I do appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Hell yeah. So you guys, like, played your first gig in 2017. Yep. That's about the time, like, you formed. Yeah. Um, what were you doing? You said you were like free agents before that. So like, what were mm. you doing like individually, like in your lives, like aside from music making? Like, were there any hobbies you were pursuing? Any practices? Um, like, what, what? Like, what was like the day to day? I was like out in Boston, just moved out there after my band, my initial band dissolved, and I uh, started learning to beat make and stuff like just everything for music for the most part. And uh, still got my soloish act going. Shout out Kino Capital. That's me. Um, SU. Yeah, basically that. No cat. Huh? Yeah, key, no, no cat. cat. <laughs> I love that. I saw that and maybe laugh my ass off. Uh, for me, um, we formed right after I graduated college. Um, and I'm, and I work in special ed, so like that's what I do when I'm not doing music. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, talk, talk, talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled into it by accident. I went to school for history and then I joined an AmeriCorps program and I was an English tutor for a year and it was cool. And then I got a job working at a, a school in Mass and I've been doing it ever since. And yeah, I love what I do. It's cool. Ladies, find you a man like this, all right? <laughs> Solo witches for the kids. <laughs> uh, let's see, what, what the hell do I do? Um, 
other than just making gross noises in my room with all the amps and <laughs> selling and trading gear. Yeah. Uh, I used to work at No Probs, a local taco shop that was always helpful with making money and awesome friends. It's a local shop down uh, down in uh, New Bedford, where we're from. Uh, now I ship boxes and work for a big company. Nice. So that's, pays yeah. my bills. Doesn't keep me happy, but well, <laughs> I think that's a that's a um that kind of gets into something I think about a lot. Like a lot of people talk about this, so I want to try to avoid being too woo woo y about it. But let's do the best we can. Every every day, people you know we go to work, we pay bills, we we do jobs and stuff like that. Yep. And there's a lot of there's a lot of unhappiness going on right now. And there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Like oh, just do do the job, pay your bills, and try to find stuff to make you happy in between. Yeah, right. It's like. But, you do your job, but you don't live. What do, you, what as individuals do you do? What sort of, because like life is hectic and it sucks no matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you have a $3 million a year job, right. you're just gonna find something that's gonna. Yeah. So what do you do to sort of keep your mind right? You know? Writhe in agony. Yeah. Writhing, writhing in agony is a good reset. <laughs> uh, a daily dose of uh, antidepressants. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, music and then uh, I like to read and just be outside so I do that and uh, I'm a, a quite the uh, I have quite the penchant for the, the, the hops and the brews so you know <laughs> that, that uh, helps me coast through too you know good, always good, being uh, creative joint with hands so mm -hmm. you know weed a couple beers maybe aside from substances meditation yoga I'm digging yoga a whole bunch getting them stretches in uh, a little bit of video games. I'll smack anybody in Super Smash Brothers. He's not lying. Get me, get me at Kino Capital. <laughs> yeah, I've never won a game. In some Super Smash Brothers. I, will, think I will button mash the fuck out of some Smash Brothers and have fun with it. <laughs> I will punish everyone. Stand in my way. I'm I was uh, I went to a summer '88 event, uh, fucking in like June or something. They were playing Smash Brothers on the TV, and Are it, you it was that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah, cool. every single one now. <laughs> <laughs> like I, on the one hand, it was kind of boring, but it was also fun to watch all these like adult people like just getting so oh, into. Yeah. It. I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on on screen. Well, that's like the the one of the things I love about like people like our in our age group is like you can bust out stuff like that, and people just it's just so communal. Yeah. Like people like. In 20s to 30s, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. like hop on Smash or Mario Kart or something, and yeah. There used to be this sort of thing. I don't know if you guys remember, but like when we were grow like when we were growing up, when we were kids, it seemed like all the adults were like adults. Like yeah. you think of them as adults, you never think of them as like having fun or doing fun mm -hmm. things, and that's kind of like the narrative that almost, at least I feel like adults around me tried to force on me. It's like you can have fun now when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, that's it. It's adult time all the time. Right. And like you have to let go of all that stuff. Video games, the movies you liked when you were a kid. I thought there was going to be an age where I was just like, one day I was just like, oh, I'm not into that anymore. Just not into it. Yeah. That never happens. That, that was no. kindergarten for me. Yeah. <laughs> Start making coffee every morning. I almost feel like read the newspaper. Yeah. I almost feel like maybe maybe like parents or like other adults or whatever teachers they see us when we're kids doing stuff and they almost mm -hmm. see the potential and they do a little bit of like self projection. Like they want us to be able to have fun and enjoy it, but also like they see the cliff coming, mm. and because they like dropped off of it, they don't think anyone else can fly. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just the pressure they want to set you up for success. They just don't know how because no one ever taught them how. Well, I think that that's, that's like one of the beauties of the people like in our age bracket is like we have the internet at our fingertips and we all talk to each other. 
all the time and like we are all very aware of like what's going on in the world so there's like also a bit of nihilism to a world where, like you know you know the world's burning and global warming and you know we have all these like uh, authoritarians in charge so we're all just gonna cut loose and have fun with it and no one's gonna sacrifice a good time you well, know for, you heard for it here from the solar witch we're living in the apocalypse yeah. go out and yeah. do whatever you want please sin yeah please sin <laughs> i um there is a lot of uh entitlement like with like let me put it this way the economy was straight up about to collapse in like 2009 and the government bailed them out there's a lot of entitlement that came out of that mm. like because we weren't allowed to fail as a country and as a system we think we could just do what the fuck ever we want now and that's come down to everyone like we, we think we have it so bad here in america <coughs> don't get me d wrong donald trump's a terrible fucking president yeah and uh but you could be living in Sri Lanka with everything that's going on over there. Yeah. You could be a woman with literally no rights in another part of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just, I think, I think what, what we need to realize ourselves as individuals, this generation growing up is that I'm, I'm preaching now. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I, what I want, what I want to do. Okay. Let me, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. What I think I need to do, what I think I need to do as a person is be as kind to everybody as possible. Yeah. I love yeah. being an asshole. I love talking shit, but I'm only right. going to do it to you if I respect you. Yeah, there's no as long as there's no hate behind. Exactly. It. I'm yeah. not going to go up to somebody I don't know and just say some stupid ass yeah. shit. Like right. I walk up to a baby and go, "Go to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> I wish someone would do that to me. Go the fuck to sleep. Go to bed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yo, remember when that book came out? That was awesome. That was like such a big deal. Oh, yeah, that Samuel go to fuck Jackson. To bed. <laughs> go to fucking sleep. That's it was pretty all good over the late night news circuits. It was yeah. like, so you you did a children's book. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to swear at some kids. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. So moving along to the music segment, I want to talk about Brockhampton's new album, Ginger. Um, it just came out recently in like uh, uh, sometime mid August. Brockhampton is a group I've been into for a moment. Uh, they're a boy band from Texas. You know, they met on the internet from all parts of the country. And they're cute. <laughs> Matt, Champ Matt, yo, Matt Champion, yo, I fuck. <laughs> but no, for real, bareface. Not even quite. Like, bareface, gay, straight, no question. Like, why is he so sad all the time? I don't know, but come here. Let's cuddle. I'll make it, I'll make it better. Let's hug it out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the last album, Iridistance, was not too bad. It was right after they kicked out Amir. If you know Brockhampton, you know the drama. But basically, the group dynamic on Iridistance felt off, although there was a greater presence of Bareface. Dom improved his rap game, and Joba was the VIP of that album, for sure. However, Kevin Abstract was completely MIA. He, he didn't seem to be on the album at all. Matt Champion had like three or four line verses that didn't really add up to anything. So when this new album came out, Ginger, I was skeptical, but also looking forward to it, because I, as much as I... As ambivalent as I was about Iridescence, I still listened to it many, many times. Um, so the first single came out, I think it was called If, if You Pray Right, and I liked it. It was alright. More singles kept coming out. I liked them. They were alright. Then the album came out. I liked it all the way through. I do want to say favorite tracks are, without a doubt, Sugar. It's got this early 2000s like R&B feel to it. Feels like the shit that I used to listen to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to listen to R&B. I don't know if you guys did this too, but like, 
10, 11 years old in my room, like, you know, listening to D'Angelo and shit. I still like, do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, my that's how we warm up for shows. Yeah. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never ever been in love at 10 years old. And I'm like, ooh, girl, I want yes, you. You know what love's like. Yeah. But then the moment Feel the it. moment a girl talks to you, you're like, ugh, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 10. I'm still like that. Some work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Boy Bye, song that just has a nice little beat to it. There aren't many, there aren't too, too many bangers on this album, but Boy Bye is definitely one of the bangers. St. Percy has a dark beat. This song fucks, and I love Bareface's uh, verse on it. He sounds like he's trying to sound like M.I.A., and anybody who knows me knows I love M.I.A., so f fucking that song is great. Um, all in all, the album itself meanders a little bit thematically and tonally, but it's about being depressed in your early 20s. It's about dealing with depression in your early 20s. So that's that's exactly what it should do. I'm feeling I'm feeling an eight, honestly, on this album. I like it a lot and I'm gonna keep listening to it. Charlie XCX has put out a string of singles ahead of her new album, Charlie, which comes out on September 13th, which is my dad's birthday. Uh, Feliz cumpleaños, padre. And- Happy birthday, daddy-o. Yeah, cheers. And the last thing I want to talk about is I just started listening to Joji recently. He put out a new single called Sanctuary, which I like a lot. But the song everybody knows by him and the song that his greatest song and one of the best songs ever, Slow Dancing in the Dark. And when that shit comes on, I just do when there's a part in that song. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but he's like, it's like a real slow swing time song. He's like singing. He's like, I don't want to slow dance in the and then he fucking just goes. Die. Oh man, soul leaves my body every time. Like, <laughs> Do you slow dance? Yeah, no, no, I just astral project. <laughs> I astral project into someone's love. He's flying to the void. He's, he's the tool, tool of pop music. <laughs> what a, that's a jump. <laughs> jo, Joji is the tool of pop music. You heard it here. Hot takes. What about you guys? What have you been listening to? What, what have you been fucking with? Uh, I don't listen to music. <laughs> Lately, I take it in. Uh, this I year, just put on my computer drones. <laughs> uh, for me, this year, there's this uh, new band from Australia called Amel and the Sniffers. Um, they're like a punk band, like Motorhead meets like uh, the Sex Pistols. Like, they're great. Um, so I've been digging them a lot. They got uh, the song, uh, really great bass hook called uh, "I Got You." Uh, so yeah, I've been digging that a lot, and then um, the new uh, Sleater Kinney record too. I'm a big fan of uh, Carrie Brownstein and Portlandia and all of what she does. And she's a great guitarist and put out a really good record this year too. They have a song called uh, "Hurry On Home." I've uh, never really, listened uh, to Sleater Kinney, but I have heard of them. Shout out Needle Drop. They're so. yeah, they're yeah. I'll go check them out. Fantano uh, definitely helped uh, turn me on to some of their records. Um, yeah, but they're great. I uh, highly recommend them. Uh, King Giz's newest album, yeah. Fest the Rats List. Listen to that on fucking repeat almost every day. I don't like uh, I don't like putting stuff in a box, but what is King Gizzard? Is that like jam rock or? They, they've been doing like everything. every genre. They got a toe in everything. I, I think next yeah. year they're gonna be releasing their rap album. Who fucking knows? Oh, <laughs> oh so like, they're kind of like the roots. They uh, 
in a way, like in a way, they're, yeah, they're, they're their own flavor. They have two drummers. There's well, like I mean, seven well, people in the band. When I say like the Roots, I just mean like do a stylistically, they yeah. switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like so. I'm pretty sure the Roots did like a full-on like punk album in like the early 2000s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they got a like, couple different flavors. Yeah, King Gizzard like earlier this year dropped a album, Fishing for Fishies, and, and that was like way more jammy like and like and jammy and. You know, did have some cool electronics, but like this album is like polar opposites. Like, Rash made metal. it a very, very like positive, vibey album, yeah. and then this one's just pure shred. It's about earth burning. Yeah, mm. there's always a theme to their records yeah. and like a concept, and this one is all about like global warming. And, yeah. It just sounds like classical Metallica Sabbath riffs. Yeah, it's just light rises, dark to meet it. Yeah, yeah I've been listening to like, uh, this band Idols. They're uh, yeah. they're yeah, from the UK, wicked cool. Fucking. They love chocolate milk. Dude, when really? they go on tour, they get chocolate milk. That's awesome. Them. I love chocolate milk too. <laughs> um, we normally just do beer. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate beer. Chocolate. Yeah. Thick syrup. Uh. Oh. I listen to like a bunch of uh, old school salsa too. Like that's like my core. Musically, though, yeah. I'll just go like, check out uh, Natalia uh, La Forcarde. Italian waffle cart? Yes. <laughs> uh, Natalia La Forcarte. Oh. <laughs> she makes some beautiful music. <laughs> waffle carts. These are Italian waffle carts. Uh, where? I'll check that out. Speaking of that, she's tight as hell. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I went to. Shouts. That's it. I went to Dynamic Duos the other night in Providence. That's an event that was uh, being put on by uh, Sam Comfort and Jesse Piff. Uh, it was like the first like event that like Sam Sam held himself. But it was a bunch of uh, local rappers that I knew, guys I met through Summer '88. But it was it was a fucking awesome show. Just a bunch of local hip hop acts, and to be honest, I don't really remember any of the songs because. Uh, a lot of trap production gets samey after a while. But I do remember the energy of the show was off the fucking chain. It was like a, it was basically like a punk show. I took a bunch of videos, uh, um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but yeah, that was, that was a fun thing. That was just a really fun, I so went, when there's all the energy in the crowd, you're like, fuck yeah. I went to go, I talked and talked to a lot of people, and you know what the funny thing is, I just realized I didn't even have to hit on anyone to have any fun. <laughs> So. Did I ever get bored? I hit on one of these two. <laughs> yeah, bored. He's called. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Bored. Bored. Moving on from the so music bored. segment. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else to talk about. Uh. Um. Yo, this would be a good time to about your political agenda. Yeah. Colin. About all the. Uh... Um. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot. I told you. I've been listening to you guys' um. Political EP. podcasts. <laughs> 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 I'm looking forward to your political podcast. Yes, yes. There's not enough of those by white guys. Burn, oh, yeah. every, burn every old person. We're <laughs> gonna have our glasses on in our truck. <laughs> so I've been listening to your guys's um EP, and I like it a lot. Thanks, I'm gonna man. give it. Um, Cheers, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a solid seven yeah. to a light eight. Yeah, thank um, you. And that doesn't have anything to do with quality or anything. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not good. I oh, actually yeah. like it yeah, yeah. a lot. I've oh, been putting it on and fucking to it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Appreciate we want. Yeah. Thank you. I just wish there was more. That's it. Yeah. I wish we, there was yeah. more. We do too. Yeah. That's uh, why it's the EP. We uh, we recorded um, a few more at the time, but yeah. the those three tracks were just kind of the, the 
best, the best of the bunch. Ones. And we wanted something out there just so we could like, because uh, it was like getting later in the spring and we wanted just something out there to like promote so we could like get yeah. shows, you know. People could like listen to us casually too and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need to go to a show or anything like right. that. Shouts out to uh, Wachusett Studios, yeah. Casey, I love you. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, yeah. he's the man. This he's actually brings me to something I like to um, I like to think about the the in the internet with like content content production and generation getting getting in front of people like that. Uh, like you put out the EP and you said you have a couple of other songs ready to go, right? Yeah. Like now, if if I were if if I were doing it that way, like what I like to do when I make videos is like you know, there are things that I have in reserve that I'm just I don't feel too good about, but right. Some sometimes you gotta like you don't have to put things out to get attention, but sometimes I do feel like okay I haven't put something out in a moment, and you know what this video that I haven't uh, um, rendered isn't too bad I guess it's not perfect but fine you fuck can it always work on it's it. a make, thing make a different yeah. One. yeah yeah my it's creative good to have physical copies yeah ex exactly I like to work on a lot of different things at once like I have like three or four different videos I'm working on from that dynamic duos thing from the other night but how how do you, you guys doing punk rock, like playing with instruments, it's not just like a, you, it's not the do-it-yourself process isn't as easy as like with hip hop. Right. So how does how does that like how like studio like do you guys go into a studio? Yeah. Does someone bring like? So usually like how it goes with songwriting anyway. Like um, we'll get together and practice, um, and one of us will have an idea. We kind of workshop it there um go oh, check out this new riff i made yeah check out this drum fill yeah oh i'm just gonna fart in the mic let's see how yeah, this sounds and then yeah we kind of take it from there and we keep playing it over and over again and you know hammering out all the details until we feel like it's we all like have good chemistry so we work off ready of yeah and then from our different influences um after that like yeah in our lineup at a show we see how it's received and stuff like that how it goes live things we could change and stuff like that we're fortunate we have some very honest uh friends that usually are in attendance so like we'll get some feedback from them and you know if they tell us it's good we're like worried if they tell us it sucks we're like okay and you know, we don't take anything personally if it's the, like you if know, it sucks. It's tell like us, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we go back and workshop it. Um, we'll work on lyrics and the melody and all that, and then like when it comes time, like we'll record and we, you know, we brought everything to our pal Casey at What Juice at Studios. Uh, schedule a couple hours, go kick it for a while. We might do one or two sessions and all that, and then. Do you like bring your own instruments to the studio, or do they have like? Oh no, it's fully furnished with okay. instruments. But, like, yeah, I mean, we Matt and I. Uh, brought our guitars there and our amps and pedals yeah. and stuff, but I mean, we realistically could have just. Drum, drum set there, they have a yeah. drum set. Yeah, you, you can use anything. Um, yeah, they're great. Like crazy yeah. amount of stock over there. Like for my EP, I just use all stuff that they have. Have you ever heard of the band Four Years Strong? Yeah, I've heard of them. I never yeah, listened. one of the dudes in that he owns the studio, so a bunch of their gear that they have there is old touring gear. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of laying around for anybody to use, really. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. They have a microwave. Um, that thing sounds sweet. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, had, I had a cup of tea while I was there, too. It was great. Yeah, same. Good tea. Yeah. When I was uh, recording with the, with the guys, we just bought, we bought most of our own equipment because we just figured it was easier that way. It was really fucking expensive. Yeah. And that's how we made the uh, recording that I sent you guys. Mm. And we just, we broke up shortly after that, so all that stuff just, like sat around i think it ended up getting sold off or something because i remember i hit up the the bass player like a year or two later and i was like hey man um i was wondering if you still have any of that stuff i want to record for the podcast yeah. and he's like uh, sold uh, it Ugh. 
Yeah. Like, hey, man, I put some money in on that. <laughs> Fortunately, with us, we're all you know, we're we're brothers outside of this too. You know, so like I, that wouldn't happen. We like you know, that's one of my favorite parts about this band is like we meet up to chill and not do anything music related and just you know we'll hang out and go shoot some pool or like you know it is go, hard go for a swim it, it is hard i guess when you're when you're around people go for all the time yeah. I <laughs> maybe i didn't think about that like how much we were around each other and we were already like i don't know like fucking 24 25 or something i think those guys were probably interested in doing other stuff Right. Yeah, and like having a good like relationship outside of music, like like Colin said, we just straight like me at the chill, just the chill, yeah. buddies mm. instead yep. of being like, all right, we're all together, time to do band stuff. And I've been there, like I've been, I've been the asshole. I, I still am the asshole in any band that I'm like in charge of, because as soon as we meet, it's just musical. But this, yeah, it's, it's much more than business love, but yeah, we just get along really well with yeah. each other too. So it just does like you know, and we're all like we're all like if. We make decisions like if we're not all on the same page, then we don't do it. Also, yeah. good uh, group bonding. You know, make sure you blow the group chat chat up with memes. Keep your meme game strong. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. Our, from our, this Ralphie's toes group chat. Yeah, we uh. And we also, just blow the group. That well, that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we uh, we stay, we communicate, we talk daily, sending each other stupid shit, be it memes or videos, of us doing stuff or. No, it's that's toilet selfies. Gotta keep them updated. Yeah. Anytime something leaves my body, he needs to know. Or or goes in. Or both. Uh, I, I do prefer the uh, I do prefer the more independent by myself lane of doing things because um, like I said, it just didn't it didn't work with the band and I didn't know if that was me or them or, or whatever. But since right. I started doing my own thing recently, I have had, you know, I, like the creative control and stuff like that. I'm the one who makes all my decisions and stuff. And I, I appreciate that because if I didn't do that, it wouldn't have brought me to, you know, what I'm doing today, what, what we're, you know, meeting you guys, doing this, uh, you know, making a podcast and shit like that. Right. So, yeah, fuck, I, always, I do that a lot. I just forget where I was going. <laughs> no worries. Man. I hear you. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets. So we can talk about TV now. Um, because I tried to introduce that like 10 minutes ago. I want the time on here. Yeah. Four minutes and 50 seconds left. Okay. So I've been watching Stranger Things. I watched, I binged all three seasons. Um, I, I really like it. I'm going to try to keep it short. First season is, you know, very good. Second season is also good, but not as good. And then the third season is like, <sighs> okay. Season one is like a nine out of 10. Season two is like an eight out of 10. Season three is like a six, but it's more fun and more bonkers, which takes it to a seven. Like it's it's really stupid in spots, and and I think the writing gets predictable. The show's a little bit too satisfied with itself in a lot of spots in the third season. However, it is the most loopy out there season. It's got some of the best characters and some of the best acting. So everybody who's saying that season three was a complete failure or that it derailed the show or it kind of. I see where they're coming from, but you might be wrong. I don't want to tell anyone their opinion's wrong or anything like that. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him. Listen. Your mistakes. If you like listening to someone sing out of key, that's your opinion, but your opinion's wrong. I've, I've also got started watching uh, Mindhunter season yeah. two. I've only got like yeah, three where, episodes. Uh, he and I are big on that. I don't know if you watch Salute, Salute Mindhunter. You gotta check it out. It's great. Yeah. Mostly I just like casually watch porn. 
It's there's nothing casual about it. Let's be real here. It's just always on. It's on a loop. Yeah. Watch the porn parody of holes, which is. There's nothing casual. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. There's nothing casual about it. Star creates itself, dude. How many times have you just like sat down to like watch porn and been like? Every time. I work on my form. Dude, I know me I keep personally, a playbook, yeah. Every time every time I go to <laughs> I have one of those quarterback wristbands. <laughs> that is the plays except it's Yeah, you got your plays on there. <laughs> you just like you're like audibles. Hang on, babe. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I got this. Turn over. <laughs> on audible, I call the guy who's watching, he does an audible and goes to the other side of the room. <laughs> you get a better angle. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. No, yeah, just a guy. Standing. I always consult the coach before uh, the guy standing making over a here play. In the background. You call your, 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 your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that situation's where you got the headset on because Me personally, every time I every time I put porn on, I know the fucking dick's coming out, so there's nothing casual about that. Mm. It stays in. It stays in, it's a mini. Like, just like heavy pet. When you were, when you guys were younger, did you ever do that thing? Because I know I did this. Every dude in his early twenties thinks it's like a thing to like watch porn with your boys. Um. Sometimes we'll send like in the group chat a. Uh, we're big on this. Okay, that, that sounds judgmental. When, it sounds judgmental when I say it like that. Let me let me rephrase. No, if no, that's no. what you do. Fine, whatever. Because I've done it. And if dudes put on porn, and yeah, yeah, I will yeah, watch it. their own, of course. But but now, like when someone does it, I'm like. Why are you putting this on, dude? Are Ugh. you trying to tell me something? I'm, I'm gonna watch it, but yeah, I feel like you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> I mean, we'll like, you know, in the group chat, we send, you know, our, our fave stars or suicide gals to each other. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Oh, no, fuck on, yeah. On the reg. We haven't um, done any uh, group viewings. Um, yeah, a couple times we've hung out. We've just put on just awful scenes, just things that are funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Hilarious. Yeah, just like, hey, watch this, and we just all fucking cry. Yeah. And crank it out. But. Well, he's. Uh, the boxing glove one, that was that was vile, that was terrible. Yeah, but nothing, vile. nothing. Uh, Not for you know all of much. our pleasure at the same time. I think. Yeah. But we like to do it like usually in closets by ourselves. Sometimes we'll press an ear up just to make sure that they're okay. We all have a, uh, a tin can with a string attached to it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all in our car. Communicate that way. Community, but you can't in be closets. in the same room or else it's yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, we try to, like, we whisper sweet nothings into each other's ear. It's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> nothing home, it's just a, it's just a lovely mess. Mm. So that was actually the name of the porn parody of the Lovely Bones. The uh, Lovely Bones. <laughs> mess, yeah. you well, know I thought it was dudes, Lovely Bone. I hate, I hate, like, <laughs> the Lovely Bone. I hate when there are, like, those dudes that say things like, oh man, I can't, that's, that's gay, I would never do that, man, that's gay. Like, it's like... It's, I think it's even gay that you're probably saying that it's gay. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, it, like, seems like... Like, I just hate when people use the word gay as a negative. It really is annoying. I, I the only time I ever say the word gay is when something is in fact gay. Like fucking a dude is yeah. gay. There's nothing wrong with it if you do that. But <laughs> I mean, like unless you're if you're a girl, it's not. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of. It's all fluid, man. Yeah. It's all that's fluid. what I'm. Everybody's don't matter. Uh, editing one. Just wanted to let you know there's a slight technical difficulty there. I wasn't paying attention to the camera. I didn't realize that it had uh, hit like the 21 minute limit or whatever. So we started to go on a great little conversation about sexual fluidity. I started to open up about my pansexuality a little bit, but then we had to fucking reset and regroup and
I guess you tried to act like nothing ever happened. So if you were interested in that conversation we were going on, um, sorry, you know, I wish we, I wish we had continued down that path too. But uh, anyway, let's just uh, let's keep going. Meek okay. Mill, Meek Mill can't stop taking L's. That's amazing. I thought it looked just like him. Right. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, actually, we won't. More on that later. But right now we're going to try to close out the TV segment properly. Um, so, like I said, I got about three or four episodes into season two of Mindhunter. The episode with Son of Sam. Um, very interesting. David Fincher is great at what he does, and that TV series is great. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And I started watching Dear White People season three, but it kind of meanders a little bit. Um... Season one was very focused, you know, about the social political aspect of what was going on on campus and the interpersonal uh, things between black and white people and the different groups of people on the college. Then season two had like this overarching like secret society storyline. And season three kind of took that storyline and literally threw it out the window in the first episode. Thank you. Gracias, senor. Uh, it, it threw that out the window sort of and is just spent its time purposely meandering which again I think is the point but it does feel I don't, I don't know it feels like with the first two seasons as laser focused as they were on the topics and themes they were focused on it seems like choosing aimlessness as a theme for the third season I don't know, maybe it's genius, maybe it's lazy. They keep making jokes about how it feels like the third season of a Netflix show while basically just being the third season of a Netflix show. So I, I can't tell if it's smart yet. I'm going to have to finish watching to see what it comes down to. But all the characters are just as great as ever. So that that's going for it. And there's, there's a new character in it called Deontay. He's a gay character. He's brilliant. Probably my favorite character that's ever been written in anything. And the character Gabe the the like the the main the only main white guy in the show uh he just can he continues to be a a deep well-written character it would be very easy for the show to sort of make light of him and take his problems not seriously but he's taken just as seriously as a, as all of the other characters in the show who aren't white he has emotional depth he has reasons he has backstory he has all of that stuff. So, it, it's still a good show and I'm going to continue watching it, but that's how I feel about it. Anything else you guys want to add to TV, movies, anything? Yeah, like I said before, kill your TV. Yeah, that's about it. That's just my views. I'm yeah, I know. We, uh... Once upon a time in Hollywood's good, but I haven't seen it, so that's <laughs> what I say about it. <laughs> yeah, part two is overrated. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Moving on from TV, I just want to know, do you guys have any, like, you have any, like, crazy, I want to say, like, stories or something, like, like um, not necessarily, like, live performance, but, like, what, like, as a unit, whether when it comes to the band or it comes to hanging out as friends individually, what is sort of the most, like, story worth, like, what's the most worthy story, I guess? <laughs> what's the most worthy story? Uh, we have, uh... <laughs> several uh loaded diapers as we would call them uh that some that we are probably a little bit more apt to talk about than others yeah uh, we have some that are in the vault yeah forever uh, uh and 
that, that are strictly off-air conversations. Uh, that's fine. No, that's but, fine. Uh, uh, feel, but I, I mean, like, feel free to keep we, those uh, there. Yeah, we have uh, something you don't mind telling the public. Mr. On shrooms, uh, <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we there was one time we played this show last year. Um, it was probably one of my favorite shows we played. We played at the Raven in Worcester. And this kid that we that's on the cover of your album. Yes, yeah, that's where we took the uh, that picture. Um, I mean, uh, we, you, sorry, you guys know that. <laughs> that's on the cover of their album, that venue. Yeah, so. uh, now you know that. We got display right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up in the, the corner, right here. Uh, I'll put it somewhere. But we uh, right got here. invited to play this show uh, through a friend, um, and it was his drummer's. Uh, birthday show so we said sure and we really didn't know what we were getting into they were like a thrash metal band so we were like okay we'll get on it and we walk in and it was like stepping into like 2007 like it was so scened out you know what I mean teased like every, hair, every teased hair tails uh, like you know like everyone had a thigh gap um, oh, like everybody oh, had a thigh everyone. gap uh, and like every, <laughs> it was a bunch of like well, the, there was the thrash metal band us and then like a bunch of like um, pop punk and like you know Stuff like that along like the lines of like MCR or like uh, you know the day to remember stuff. But Nebulous we, stuff that's kind of rock but kind of not. Yeah, yeah, that was really big like a cool decade ago. Yeah, but we you know we were definitely that was like that's like the prime example of us being like the black sheep, and that was the first show we played where we got an encore. Like people demanded that we kept playing. We uh, we had cut our set short just to like for time's sake, you know, to keep the night moving. And uh, yeah, we we finished our last song, and everybody was like flocked towards the stage during our performance, and they were cheering us on, and they wanted more. And like that was like a really we had to feed our babies. Yeah, yeah, we did. We we went on and played like two more songs, I think, the two that we cut out. You actually do bring up a good point. Sorry, I just want to interject real quickly. Do any of you have kids or anything like that? No, no. no. Okay, sorry. Right back to the yeah. No, no. So babies, yeah. Acknowledge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that was a that was a really good uh, story. That was a pretty wild evening for all of us. It was uh, definitely debaucherous after, just because we all felt like we needed to celebrate. So we uh, shot pool and shot shots. And to go off with what you're saying, we don't have any kids, but we are daddies. Yeah. No, I, f- I feel that one. <laughs> you don't have um, to be a father to be a daddy. That is true. Just got the father figure. Yeah. <laughs> When, um, I do remember when I was, um, because you said something about being the black sheep, but that reminded me when I was in a band, uh, I always had this problem with, like, authenticity. Am I punk enough? Am I truly punk? Even though I tried to, like, make myself not worry about it, it was still, like, a thing that was in the back of my mind. And when I did show up to some of these events and see some of the other bands who were playing, like you said, I kind of had that feeling of, like, oh, not even, not only, like, being the black sheep, but, like, after seeing, like, everybody else's music and the way they were dressed, I felt like I'm the most straight punk in here. Yeah. And I was just wearing, like, jeans and a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> so it was it, it, it does um that black sheep thing is a sort of a it i don't want to say it doesn't go away because i still feel that to this day sometimes yeah but i think everybody probably yeah. has that to Everyone's some extent got their own you know? flavors it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter people just... who want to blend in feel like they stick out and that's why they keep trying to blend in we just try to do our own thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we try to stick out less and stick in more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried. It's a good lesson, kids. <laughs> try to stick in a full six inches, but I don't. I'm not worried about trying to be punk or be uh, artistic or like be be any sort of label or adjective. I just want to be who I am. 
Uh, to quote one of my favorite artists of all time, Avril Lavigne, um, it's more punk to say you're not punk than to be punk. So I just tell everybody She's I'm a rocker that? chick. Oh yeah, you haven't seen that interview? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty insightful, Avril. Yeah, it's very uh, pro the profound. Why I wear loose. So. I you know I hate because her music was so not punk. Hey hey you you. <laughs> But like, <laughs> it was like, but that is a very fucking. That is a very good quote, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I, I, I mean, it's such a broad term, and it's been bastardized so thoroughly. So like, I mean, we say we play punk, and like for me personally, that's what I listen to the most. But I, I don't feel like I try to like. It feels like less of a way that you would be in that dress mode. or try to be in more of just like a display of authentic anti-establishment. Yeah type shit did you did any of you check out that podcast I sent you guys the history of the clash narrated by Chuck D um I listened to a little bit of it yeah Chuck D was I think at one point he said I don't remember what episode first or second one but he said something about how punk was doing it yourself yeah that's what it was DIY that's and what we do when I when I thought about it I take a look back at all the stuff I've made over the last year or two mm -hmm. you know all the videos and stuff I've like that's even though I like I stopped playing punk rock whatever I never gave it up like because like uh, the band ended, I started making videos and stuff mm. like that, like on my cell phone. Yeah. And I've deleted most of those. You might be able to find some of them if you look around hard enough. But like I, I just started making things because it's what I wanted to, it's, I had ideas. I saw things that inspired me. So I just started doing them. I started off doing like, you know, philosophy yeah. rants, which were bad, but people liked them. Mm. And then- yeah, Gotta start off somewhere. Then that's just, that was just yeah. the most natural starting point. It's not like I was trying to. This one day I was out there with my phone and I was like, you know, I'm in the woods and I want to talk about romance. And <laughs> that's where it started. Fuck yeah. So the yeah. philosophy stuff rolled over into comedy stuff, rolled over into me trying to like direct stuff and behind be behind the camera and rolled yeah. over into now I want to make movies and stuff like that. So, but when I look back on it, everything I made in the last couple of years, it's like, yeah, like I'm punk is I'm more punk now than when I was playing music. It's like creative drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get back to what Lewis said. It's all about being. Well, I, I, and, I wouldn't say I'm punk, but the anti-establishment. I mean, like I, I consider like hip hop to be punk. You know, cause especially it, especially yeah, in the days. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, not not to say every rapper is is fits that mold, but like those that do it themselves and are truly themselves and don't adhere to anyone standards other than their own, or you know, I consider that punk as hell. You could be a country artist and be punk as hell. Yeah. There is, there is. You know? I was at Dynamic Duos the other night. I caught, I caught a video. Okay, I want to shout these guys out in particular because they, because I was really thinking it when I was when they were performing. I was like, these guys do have a punk rock energy to them. And like when I was filming them, I remember thinking that looking through the viewfinder and being like, holy crap, these guys are fucking punk. They got the crowd jumping up and down. They got so much energy. Uh, I'm going to find it, but... Looking like a Zumba class out there. Yeah, go ahead and keep talking about something you guys want to talk about for a second uh, while, I, while I research. That's how disrespectful I am. I'm going to fucking do research on the podcast. Let's talk about forts, couch forts. Oh, I actually made a blanket for my 17-year-old uh, sister the other day in my living room. We oh, just hung yeah. a bunch of blankets around Sweet. the... Um, around the like the ca uh, the couch and shit. Did you have popcorn and movies? No, but we did try to make the room as dark as possible and watch movies. Spooky. We had movies, but <laughs> here we go. Pharaoh Jackson and Nice. These guys were tearing the stage up. There's I got I got a bunch of video. Um, they were in one of the videos I just made about that event. Uh, the crowd's just jumping up and down the whole time. And the way I was filming it, for some reason, I was just swinging the camera back and forth. <laughs> but the whole thing, the whole thing just has like a fucking punk rock energy to it. So 
Yeah, uh, modern modern hip hop, uh, especially like with the local guys, you know, when you can just get on a computer, just make a beat in like whatever, like twenty minutes or something. Yeah. By yourself, I mean that's um. It almost it almost makes you wonder like what what is punk like mm. what is like what we used to call punk that sort of rock and roll. Well, no disservice to beat makers whatsoever, um, but my main gripe with current I guess rap trends are just like tight beat rappers. Like you, you can go on YouTube. Just look up like Drake type beat. Yeah. And then just, you know, BS a couple of hooks over it and stuff like that. But if you're actually making your beat from scratch, mm. probably. I wanna be I wanna be a yeah, I'll admit I wanna be a drummer on some hip hop stuff. Like I'd rather play like hip hop drums, like I wanna play like behind like a like I really like the uh, Kiana Lede, great singer. She always has a live band behind her. Always. I wanna fucking play drums behind Kiana Lede. Get to fucking look at that ass yeah, all night. I, it's fun. I I've I've been in a hip hop band. For, uh, briefly, I was their guitarist, and it, you know, I didn't touch my distortion pedal once when I played with them. You know, it was just my overdrive and my wah, and it was fun. It was a good really time. Really Yeah, it was just all. Uh, I think there was only one time I busted out like a little bit of a solo, uh, like a really jammy part, but find a groove. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I never fun. Used I, I enjoyed it. It taught any, me a lot. Sorry, I never used any pedals when I was playing guitar, except for except every now and again some like overdrive or crunch for like yeah. one song, but. Uh, I, I, I tried to I have a Fender Frontman amp which I just try to get That's sounding yeah, yeah I just try to make it sound 25 amp 25 watt uh, whatever 21 I believe 21 R or something like that I'll it's, send you a picture of it sure, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's got a little tube on it the thing gets fucking loud for how small it is and it's it's crunchy you can make it crunchy so I I never felt the need for extra pedals or anything like that also I just, it's just, it in my opinion it was more complicated um, yeah I'm kind of lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, find out. Better just plug directly in. I want to. I want to. Yeah. If, if I can't make the noise myself with my hands and stuff like that, I'd rather not do it. But again, that's just because I'm lazy. Yeah. Uh, I've always had like more of a minimalist approach to guitar playing. I'm really into like uh, Jack White um, and Ron Ashton of the Stooges and uh, Jimi Hendrix and like. Yes. Oh uh, man. Sort of the less is more approach. Like I. I mean, currently I only use three pedals. Um, I've been listening to a lot of. I don't uh, feel like I need anything more than that, but that's just for me. Like this guy's a massive gearhead, and he has like pedals yeah. on pedals on pedals. But and it's brilliant, and he makes great stuff. Yeah, with we, it, but I like making gross sounds, pretty sounds, all that shit. But I have a solo, which it's just tuner into amp, and then occasionally some uh, some fuzz, some, sometimes some modulation. Yeah, yeah. I have an Ibanez hollow body, which I like a lot. Oh, sorry, man. Um, an Ibanez hollow body, I'll and. Say, uh, yeah. I fucking oh man, I just love that thing. It makes yeah. the best sound, core, especially through the got. amp. Yeah. The Art Core AK95, dude. Uh, yeah, fuck that's yeah. what I got. And my, well, I'm more of a Tele guy. I got my Telecaster. I think when you saw us play, that's what I was playing. Yeah. But yeah, that the, the I those are my two favorites. I named the Art Core Natasha. <laughs> nice. And then they went and fucking killed Black Widow in a uh, Endgame, and uh, I just nah. Spoiler alert! Saw it, thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still never saw it. <laughs> I could give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it was the most disrespectful thing ever. God. Like, the way they killed her was so disrespectful. She, like, swatted with, like, a big newspaper. Pretty much. <laughs> We've had this character... Spray for... some raid on her, yeah. <laughs> We've had this character for ten years now who was part of the fucking beginning of this universe. Let's just kill her in the most disrespectful way possible. That's what I'm trying to go. I hope she got crushed cartoonishly by an anvil. Yeah. You know what? You know what? <laughs> No, if they ever showed the coy- if they ever showed the coyote leg, she pretty much looked like a coyote. Oh, she was flattened. Yeah, she pretty much looked like the coyote. Like it was so nice. fucking stupid looking. But uh... hey there, editing one again. Um, 
just wanted to let you know that what happened was we were going to watch that video of Meek Mill's cousin freestyling on Sway's show. Um, and then I, I freestyled a little bit and then Kino freestyled, but uh, I'm not going to leave that in there. Not because it's embarrassing or anything, but because the sound quality was atrocious and I don't want to do that to anyone's ears. So, um, I'm just, we're just going to, we're just going to skip to the end. Editing one out. Wow. <laughs> that was, I got to call my mom, I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Think we'll be good? Sure. I think we got time. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we got kicked out, but that's because they were closing. So it's not like we did any punk shit. Nah, it was cool. Almost. Kino felt the need to do <laughs> somersaults and break things. <laughs> we li we lived, we laughed, we learned, we, we cried. I cried. I shit. <laughs> And shark. <laughs> and uh, at the end, I don't think it amounted to much of anything, because does it ever? <laughs> does this podcast ever? Does life ever? Mm. Sorry, I started smoking and I got philosophical on you. <laughs> You've ever so, seen a color? Do you guys have... <laughs> you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh, follow us on social media, SolarWitch2Vs. We're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter. Uh, I got some homies. We're not on the Pornhub quite yet. Wallace Sauce. Yeah, check out our pals at Wallace Sauce to make dope clothes. Um, yeah, you can listen to our EP, Don't You Wish That We Was Dead, on all streaming services now. Awesome. Plug my holes. All of them, all eight of them. Yeah, Kino Capital. Check some of that music out too. Uh, the the entirety of their EP can be found on my hometown throwdown playlist on Spotify, which I'll link on social media because I don't actually know what my Spotify username is. <laughs> Love and peace, y'all. Oh yeah. Any one of you, I will fuck you up and smash any one of you guys. <laughs> catch me, catch me out here, please. <laughs> Lou, you're scaring them. Stop. I, I'm a terrible podcast host, and I don't know how to close this thing out. But anyway, that's it. That's all. MXG Pod signing out for now. Uh, Solar Witch forever. <laughs>